It is a truism that dangers and difficulties do not always present themselves in that guise. A violent thunderstorm may be heralded by a cloud so small and distant as to arise unseen. When Miss Maud Silver took her times on a January morning, and having perused the births, marriages and deaths, turned with interest to those personal and private messages in what is known as the agony column, she had no idea that she was about to make her first contact with one of her most disturbing and dangerous cases. It was now many years since she had abandoned what she herself called the scholastic profession in favour of a career as a private detective. It was this career which had provided her with her flat in Montague Mansions and the modest comfort with which she was now surrounded. There had been years when she had hoped for nothing more than a life in other people's houses and in the end a bare existence on such sparse savings as could be wrung from her salary. She had only to look about her to be filled with feelings of devout gratitude to the providence which, as she most firmly believed, had directed her energies into other channels. She took her new profession very seriously indeed. She was the servant of justice and of the law. She played her part in restraining the criminal and protecting the innocent. She made many devoted friends and all her needs had been met. The photographs which covered the mantelpiece and the top of the bookcase, and which had their place amongst other things upon several small tables, proclaimed the fact that a great many of these friendships were with the young. Young men and girls, and babies of all ages, smiled from the frames of an earlier day. Victorian and Edwardian survivals in plush, in silver, in filigree silver, on plush. If they were out of keeping with their present occupants, they went very well with the peacock blue curtains, the carpet in the same shade with its bright flowery garlands, the chairs with spreading laps and curly walnut frames. The carpet was a new one, but it maintained the Victorian tradition. Upon such wreaths had the gaslight of that famous age shone down. Miss Silver esteemed herself most fortunate in having been able to repeat a favourite colour and a pattern which she could remember in her girlhood's home. The price had shocked her, but the carpet would last for years. Above the photographs, from three of the walls, reproductions of famous nineteenth-century paintings gazed upon the contemporary scene. Millet's Huguenot, The Soul's Awakening, The Staggart Bay. Miss Silver herself completed the scene in a garment of sage green fastened at the neck with a heavy gold brooch, which displayed in high relief the entwined initials of her parents and contained the treasured locks of their hair. She had neat, small features, a clear skin, and a good deal of mouse-coloured hair worn in a plait behind and a formal fringe in front, the whole very strictly confined by a net. Her trim ankles and small feet were encased in black woolen stockings and rather worn black slippers with beaded toes. She might have stepped out of a group in any family album and been instantly identified as governess or spinster aunt.